Welcome to the Hero Podcast, hosted by Victor, the Rocket Man Rancor. Here to take your HVAC business and sales to the moon. Shooting live from beautiful Southern California. The Eagle has landed. How you guys doing? Welcome to the Hero Podcast, episode number 12. Uh, this has to be my most exciting episode. I got the man, the myth, the legend. I don't even think I have to introduce my boy, uh, Louis Bruno. Welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? What's up, Victor? Doing good, but glad to be here. Your brother pimped it out, man. He killed it, getting everything I set up. You know, you, know uh, you don't realize how much goes into behind-the-scenes podcasts until you see your brother hustling all day. So thanks for having me, bro. Happy to be here. There. Oh yeah, heck yeah, man! Like I said, you know, we and you have talked uh, quite a bit, man, and I got nothing but respect for what you know what you've done with your career and, and everything that's gone gone on in the last couple of years. Has it been, you know, I feel I feel like it's been pretty big, a uh, pretty big roller coaster for you, man. So let's touch a little base on that. Like I know, I know a lot of the listeners are tuning in; they haven't heard from you in a long time. They they don't know what's going on, what's true, what's not true. So, you know, what better way to find out what the truth is in the situation than the man himself. So if you want to, you know, kind of give a little backstory to it and then give me an idea of, you know, what's really going on, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Listen, uh, obviously the last three years, uh, you can't really speak for, any, you can't even you can't even put into words what it was like. And, um, you know, as owners and operators, you know, some of the worst fears that you have is some of the stuff that I went through. And uh, a lot of the big platforms have a lot of the compliance protections against it. But, um, you know, my situation could have ended a million different ways, literally one million. It could have ended with a lot of pressure being put on me. What a lot of people don't know that we're going to get into today on this path on, on this podcast is that literally two weeks before the raid, per se, that's what that's what the industry kind of coined it. I didn't know what it was. I didn't I, I didn't I didn't have any visibility to the behind the scenes process. But two weeks before the raid, I had the business sold. I had it recapitalized. I had my partner bought out. And I was joining uh, one of the larger platforms, and um, and 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 to go from, you know, a lot of guys have sold their businesses now. You know, you see a lot of the transactions, private equity is hyper popular in our space. The last three years, I participated in a ton of that. But to go from, imagine my partner, the one I was buying out, because literally the day before the raid, January fourteenth, we circulated transaction paperwork um completed transaction paperwork and, and and nobody knows that part of the story but to go from being on a complete high in a transaction to two weeks later and the day after paperwork got finalized and was was getting circulated for signatures a hundred cops showing up and then spending the next three years really head down focusing on rebuilding what i had you know um the stuff that we're going to talk about that i'd gone through you, uh, if, 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 if you hear it come out of my mouth, you still almost can't even believe it. And, uh, it could end in a million different ways. And somehow by the grace of God, it ended with best case scenario for me. And, uh, 
and and excited for my family, man, excited for the future. And, and a lot of that, you know, there's a ton of questions around it. And, and, and frankly, everything that I went through in doing that, rebuilding my career, rebuilding my opportunities is what we're going to be talking about with Einstein prime, you know, as we get later on in the show today, we're talking about Einstein prime, but, uh, but yeah, man, I'm happy to talk about it. I've been holding back the story because there's been a press team setting everything up and, uh, uncensored rocket man yeah. uncensored. I'm here. So, so I think one of the big things, Lewis is, you know, when this first thing came out, I didn't know you from Adam. I think I'd only had met you one time in Vegas and I think it was a brief time. And, and the, the brief time I did meet you in Vegas, you audited my business in about 10 seconds. So you said, Oh, you're doing $10 million. How many employees do you have? And I said, how many employees are like, Oh, cool. You're not making any money, huh? And I think that was the first conversation I ever had with you. And at this point I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And, and kind of get an idea. And obviously, you know, I unravel the, the onion from there, but I still remember the, the day that all this stuff came out and I just imagined myself being in your shoes. You had a, me and you had a baby coming and we both are, both our girls were pregnant at the same time. Me and you are the same exact age. Our girls are pregnant. And you just got arrested. I'm just thinking, man, this guy, he's got kids, his wife, you know, his fiance or girlfriend is pregnant. I could have only, I only wanted to put myself in your shoes. And I know a lot of us were like, dude, what the hell's going on? But my first thing was like, man, I just, I just hope everything works out for his family and stuff. And, and that was one of the conversations that I had with my, with even with my wife, I was like, man, like what the hell happened? I would, I really wanted to know because, you know, I was a new business owner and I'm trying to protect myself. I don't know what, you know, even now, like, what was the thing that they're really they're really hammering home about? Because I know, like, I mean, you know, my business has grown really fast, and I know that you've been through the same thing. When your business grows fast, it grows wild. There's a lot of stuff, checks and balances you don't put in place in the beginning that you know I'm trying to clean up now. But if you were to say, "Hey, look, if I'm a business owner today and I'm trying to protect myself, protect my business, protect my family," what were the things that you would start implementing pretty quickly to make sure that something like this doesn't happen to somebody else? Yeah, listen, you know. The, the toughest part that I had to go through was um, was was the industry blowback because the common thing that that I had heard, you know, when the raid had happened and the investigation into my business had started, the common thing was where there's smoke, there's fire. And uh, and and in 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 the emotion never took over me, I guess it would have been different if I actually had been uh, guilty of what I'd been falsely accused of, if I, if I had some inner remorse or guilt, then it would have just, it would have just taken over my life, taken over my focus. And so, and so not having that feeling of association of any guilt, um, you know, the hardest thing for me to get through in the beginning was where there's smoke, there's fire and, and where there's smoke, there's fire. The news said it where there's smoke, there's fire. The industry said it where there's smoke, there's fire. A lot of sophisticated operators that I that that I know and know me and 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 really uh really respect both ways mutually. It was it was a common theme of where there's smoke, there's fire. And um that never resonated with me because I knew we had a couple hundred employees. I knew we had done 30 something million dollars in sales and had 50,000 customers and and we're seeing 30,000 unique customers. I mean, just, it just didn't add up or make sense that how we had gotten in that position. And so, you know, as the next three years played out, I knew to fast forward a bit, I knew July, 2021, 30 months after the investigation started, I knew that the state had admitted that 
they could not move forward, that the case had been manufactured at a local level with, frankly, a competitor involved. And um, and I got that information in July 2021 that the state said, hey, we have to figure out how to unpack this because it got way out of hand. It took them from July 2021 to November 19, 2021 to figure out how to put the milk back in the bowl. And, and that's not my analogy. Literally, the analogy that the state used with my attorneys was, wow, OK, this is bad. How do we put we spilled the milk? Clearly, it's on the table. But how in the world do we put it back in the bowl? And, um, you know, a lot of the comments, I mean, shit, I don't even want to say some of them. Like, I mean, what, what, what a lot of people don't know about the backstory is just terrible timing. But that 30 day period was when the local media, they call it sweeps. And so when the raid was timed, it was timed with the local media's sweeps reporting. And every two years, Nielsen redoes the ratings for local media, or I guess all of it, but, but, but the local media was being raided in the time of period of the raid. And so they were just click baiting. It was like 90,000 shares and, you know, hundreds of thousands of Facebook comments. And, uh, and it just became a situation that got really out of hand really fast. And um, the thing I kept going back to is everybody saying, well, there's smoke, there's fire. And I'm sitting there like somebody still has to fucking tell me what in the what in the hell anybody did wrong, because I knew what kind of a business we were running. I knew the third party controls we had in place. I knew, frankly, at the, at the in that direct moment, I knew which customer had started the whole mess for us that we're going to talk about as owners, would you get what you got to really be paying attention to. But but I had I had the inside track. All that I knew was that this customer had caused a big scene and and I still didn't know particularly what they were saying we did wrong. And uh I wanted to say thank you guys so much for tuning into the Hero Podcast. Right now we have a big announcement. Tickets to the Service Hero 10X events are officially on sale. The best part is now until February 1st, you can save up to $500 per ticket. You won't want to miss the event of the year, and we expect this thing to be sold out fast. So right now, general admission is only $14.95, and VIP is only $24.95. VIP includes one-on-one with all speakers and access to our amazing after parties. So if I was you, I'd rush to go get your tickets right away. You can reach me or DM me today and get your ticket to get you signed up. And we cannot wait to see you in Las Vegas. And yeah, I mean, look, it, it wasn't just you. Like, I remember specifically you writing a comment on a post or something. And it said, <laughs> we talked about it last night. Yeah. It said something about, I talked to my boys. I, I went to look for it. I know I screenshot it. I went to look for it. It's like, I talked to my boys. He's getting a minimum five years for something like this. Right. And another guy, I got all the receipts, everybody. So yeah. And, there, and you know, you know, you said shit. I got the receipts. Another guy said, finally, another direct quote. Finally, they've been swinging on this guy's nuts forever. And I knew it was all fake. Well, but even, look, even, even. Even when I'm announcing this podcast, right, I had, you know, I got people in my direct messages, do you know his, you know, he's, his morals are off and you know that, you know what he did and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I still remember when I made that comment and, and I'm, 
well, like like you were saying, where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm like, there's just no way the district attorney is going to throw the fucking book at them. They don't just raid people for no reason. They're going to have to come out with something. So I thought, you know, realistically, I talk, like I said, I deal with attorneys too. My buddy's like, yeah, he's going to get a minimum five years on that. And I'm like, and he's like, they're going to find a way to throw it at him. And, and I won't be, a, I, and honestly, if I look back on it, I was, I was just as, I was nervous, man. Cause like I'm a new, at this point, I'm a new business owner. I'm growing fast. I'm doing the same thing, kind of similar on the on the West Coast that you're doing on the East Coast. And I'm just like, man, it scares me that one little fuck up, one person, one bad apple or whatever it is within your business and you have no control over it. And all of a sudden you're you're getting arrested, even no matter what, if you're not guilty or not, you're guilty. You're like they're going to presume you're guilty. Right. That's just how the world works and how media works. So so now, obviously, you went you got raided. Right. You already knew you're, you you already you knew you didn't do anything wrong. You had to go fight this thing. But also in the background, you still had to you had to support your family, right? I can't imagine the amount of legal fees and all the other things that go along with it. And and then now you find yourself, you got you're in legal trouble. Your your business got raided. Now how do you how do you even work your, like I don't even know how to even begin to start fighting my way out of it. Most people would kind of curl into a ball. What in your mind flipped to like, hey, look, I got to keep pushing forward because I know from there you were still doing coaching and doing helping these people and, and, and helping the industry. But in the background, can you kind of explain what the thought process was behind that? Yeah, listen, I don't I don't want to be I don't want to I don't want to project like 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 I'm naive or like Superman. I was fucking scared. Like I, I was, I, you know, I tell this story because I haven't been public about it because, frankly, had it been civil had it only been a civil component, I would have Grant Cardoned it. Like I would have leaned into it knowing that for the most part, I, I didn't do anything wrong in my eyes. But again, not to be naive, of course it was a major problem for me. Of course it destroyed my reputation. Of course, look at all the blowback that I've had to deal with years and years. I mean, even to your point where you're launching a podcast and people are messaging you, do you know this guy? And, and frankly, anybody that's ever dealt with me knows that I take my shit super serious. Anybody that's dealt with me knows the type of person I am. A lot of the noise clearly came from people that didn't know me. But of course there was damage done. Of course there was reputation. My reputation took a, took a hit. Of course my business took a massive hit. Literally uh, 13 days. I think it's nearly a year to today. It, I think it is, but, but I could be off by a day. We had a verbal agreement to... I recapitalized Bruno for $22 million of verbal agreement to buy my partner out that then for the next two weeks we circulated documents. And the day before the raid, we, 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 we had agreed to documents that got circulated for signature at 4.51 p.m. January 14th. Well, then January 15th at 8.05, I'm driving to my office and I'm turning left. At road, the road's called Racetrack Road. Turning left on Racetrack Road. And uh, I'm good. I'm turning left on racetrack road and, uh, and a hundred, I don't know how many, but it, it was a lot. There was a lot of cars, <laughs> cop cars turned, turned, turned right, right in front of me. Cop car, cop car, cop car. My, my, my road was like six miles, five miles long. <laughs> cop car, cop car, cop car, cop car. So I turned behind the caravan. Naturally I let all the cops go by. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm, I remember literally driving behind the caravan saying, man, somebody's going to have a bad day here. And fucking, yeah. I saw them all pulling into my office and I pulled over and I said, whoa, what the hell is this? And they shut down the road and I turned around and I called my attorneys. But um, and I called my IT guy so he can pull open the cameras. I'm like, are they going to my office? Are they going to the building behind me? Like, what's going on? And my IT guy pulls open the cameras and he's like, yeah, dude, there's like 100 cops in the building. 
And I'm like, shit. shit. I'm like, man, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I, obviously, I got off the phone with him and called my turns. But 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 I don't want to sit here and project this naive naive naivety that 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 we were perfect or that we did nothing wrong. And and and, and not to shoot too many holes in the where the smoke is fire. I absolutely positively should have handled one in a million things differently than I did. But I never in a million years in my wildest dreams would have ever imagined any of my gaps that are common operator gaps today, that any of my gaps would have turned into that. It really was, was a, was a perfect storm of, 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 of some opportunities that I had exposure in and, uh, and, and look, they, they put a lot of leverage on me and, 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 and I did, I'd like to think that all that I know how to do, what I, what I, but I did what I'd like to think a lot of the, a lot of the family guys in our space would do. I just fucking put mine down. And what's the alternative? I had to go back to work. My overhead was a million dollars a month. And, and I wasn't about to just shut down my company. And so I put my head down and I went back to work. And, and I think that's one of the, you know, one of the things I look at and, and I admire, right. Cause you know, I've been through some shit, but nothing like that. You know what I mean? And I just know there, there are certain types of people, right? And, and most guys, you get put in that position, you're, you're just, you're going to shut down. You're just mentally going to shut down. You're going to physically shut down and, and you're going to go in like a fight or flight mode. And, and to see the fact that you said, okay, well, I got to deal with the bullshit. So you, you know, I know you shut your phone off and, and I, I saw right away some, let's call them out right now. Some motherfuckers are trying to steal your group, some assholes. Right. And that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Uh, did you, I don't know if you really remember the part of that or whatever, I remember, I think it was Brandon Stowe where somebody was trying to take your guys' group or some shit. And I was just like, man, no respect for this guy. This guy's built this thing up. He's helped all these people. And all of a sudden, the second he gets arrested, everybody's like, I'm going to steal the show from this dude. What was going through your mind in that point? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, I think you hit it on your head. I think you hit it on the head when you started asking about it. You said, uh, frankly, it scared you. And I yeah. think, obviously, as I've built myself back through this, I had to build, nothing changed until I changed, right? I had all the things, I, I, I invalidated everybody. That's how I got into that position. I made everybody wrong. It had to be my way. I put as much leverage or uh, 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 conflict I could on every situation to try to uh, manipulate it or maneuver it or manufacture it into my mold. And, um, and so I, I absolutely created it. The type of leader I was the same leader that I was to be able to build the business to $3 million a month in, in, in four years, that, that same type of energy that I put into that, what the, the old adage, what got you here, won't get you there, frankly, got me in the pickle that I, that I gotten into. And so, you know, I think that what our, what our industry as a whole felt was I think that they projected the gaps that they know are in their business, the 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 the, the, euphemism, the euphemisms we use for salesmen inside the home. I think that those fears were kind of exacerbated in everybody that's in our space because it's everybody's worst case scenario, right? That one of your team members goes into somebody's home and does something that gets you in trouble as the owner. And I think it highlighted the exposure that our space felt. And um and frankly you know, fuck, I think everybody, honestly, when, when somebody's facing hundreds of, <laughs> hundreds of years in prison, and probably hundreds of felonies, I never you're, counted them all. You were way I, too I mean, cute for that, bro. 
You're yeah, way you too cute for 150 years, dude. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Thanks. It was, I think it was 348 years. Wow. But, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think that everybody looked at that and said, well, he's gone, write him off. And um, there's no way he's not taking a plea for 10 years. And, and obviously something like that was in my head the whole fucking time. But, 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 but the people that were against me made it easy. And I don't mean by no means was it easy. They made my decision easy that all I had was to fight my way out because they didn't give me an alternative. It, it was not a hard decision. They said 350 years or fight. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to fucking fight. It wasn't like it was 10 years and two and six months in good behavior. I mean, had that been the conversation, I don't want to give anybody any ideas, but had that been the conversation, that would have been a tough decision considering I spent three, $4 million in probably total legal expense. I mean, I mean, had I not put myself in a position head down when the raid happened to build a business and, and, and build myself out of it, had I not had that mental composure Again, it's not like they gave me a hard decision. It was 300 years or, 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 or fight your way out. And so, but once I, once I got that first year out of the way underneath me, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it, I don't want to give anybody the impression that everybody was bad. There was five to 10 people that really stepped up and I would argue two or three of them are solely responsible for for me being able to have the runway to defend myself. People well, stepped up when they didn't have to. And well, they I believed know, in me when they didn't have to. I know talking to Landon, right? And, you know, I talked to Landon kind of after the stuff happened. And Landon's always, he's always been in your corner that, you know, Landon, Landon adores you. He thinks you're, he thinks you're the shit. And he always knew right away. He, he told me, he's like, he's going to get off, right? And when we had talked in private, and and I don't know if that's one of the people you're talking about, but, you know, I know that, you know, in private with me, in, in private with me, I can tell you, he told me, you know, Lewis going to get off. And I know Landon had to deal with a lot of pushback too, right? Because he's dealing with his ghetto thing and all that other stuff going on. Yeah, they told and, him every week. They told him every week, you need to stop talking to this guy. Yeah, and that was the same conversation that I heard from people, right? Like, don't associate with this guy. Even like when I met you in Florida, like I was like, oh, it's like it was like the boogeyman, you know what I mean? I was like, I don't, I don't know the story, and then I didn't take the time to to listen to it or figure out what it was. I just kind of said, okay, cool. Let's. I'm hopefully I don't make that mistake. And I think that's one of the things, you know. I mean, obviously, we circle back to the Einstein Prime thing. And I think this is one of the things that we we will be able to help some of these companies set up as these controls to make sure something like this doesn't happen. Because at the end of the day, there's always going to be a bad apple, no matter what. You can't control your, you can, especially if you know if you want to scale the businesses to the level that we want to help people scale, right? We got to make sure that we protect them because no matter what, there's always somebody that's gonna that's gonna do whatever it takes to make money, whether it's burn down the business or not, because they don't care. Uh, so I know that's one of the things that we had talked about making sure we put, you know, help these help people put some controls in place uh, with with Einstein Prime. So, yeah, you know, the second the second kind of characterization that people made that outside of this first one is where there's smoke, there's fire is is just like kind of you're hitting on here is the bad apple piece. You know, I think that the characterization that we all face as owners of significant sized with whatever, 10, 20, 50, 100 employees, even, even at 10 employees, it's a significant business because you've got 10 people out there representing you. And so, and so being that, 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 that you're, that you're only as good as your weakest link, being that that is the case, 
I think it was easy for owners to justify that we can easily have a bad apple. And and, and part of the characterization that I accepted before I actually got to the truth part of my case was that, fuck, I had hundreds of employees. How am I solely responsible for what these people are in these houses doing? And, um, you know, what people may not have been paying complete attention to was 10 my 10 of my core revenue generating employees, not just sales guys, but production managers, finance managers, 10 of my core revenue producing employees also got arrested. And so, and, and I wasn't arrested as, 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 as a conspirer, I, I was arrested as a principal. And so I think that that exacerbates everybody's fear that as the owner there, what your employees are doing in the field, you're automatically responsible for. But what I want to highlight on that characterization of bad apple, it wasn't just me that beat 350 years in prison. All of my people were not charged. The 550 felonies were dropped. This wasn't like, okay, Lewis didn't do any of it. He had this bad apple over here and this bad apple got the book at him. When the actual facts came out of the case, um, the state had no choice but to drop all charges. And imagine the conversation when, when, when somebody walks into the attorney general's office and they're like, Hey boss, we got a problem. You know, there's 11 <laughs> people down here in Cape Coral, you know, a whole 20 police officer, police department. You know, we got, we got a problem down here in Cape Coral. These 11 people that got arrested with 500 something felonies and nearly a thousand years in prison. Yeah. We got to drop the whole thing. Right. Like, like that wasn't like, uh, it took five months to unpack and, and how are we going to do that? And, and a lot of conversations back and forth. I mean, so much so that my attorneys, because frankly, legal expenses were north of six figures a month. My attorneys had gotten to the conversation where they're like, okay, you guys agree that this is a mess. Why don't we just take a corporate plea? They said, why don't we just take the, 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 the holding company can take a corporate plea where they take a plea for a notary violation or something along those lines where, 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 where clearly there's been some mistakes made on both sides through this process. And we'll just go ahead and have the company take the hit. It's not like the, that corporation's active anymore anyways. And, 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 and you can get your pound of flesh and everybody can go on to the holidays with their family. And the state, I, I can't give enough credit to the system Frankly, the justice system. God, thank that, fucking God, we live in America. That that is the first person I, mean, I ever heard that. That's the first because time I, ever I know. Heard. I was gonna say because you you know you catch a lot of flack. Like, listen, there's bad people everywhere. Just like there's a bad apple in my business. Well, there's a bad apple in the local district attorney's office. There's a bad apple in local police department. There's a bad apple in local government. There's a bad apple in the attorney general's office. Like like there's fucking bad apples everywhere because people there's just bad apples. But, um, you know it. There's, the system isn't built to prevent bad apples, just like as a business, you have bad apples. The system is set up in such a way that when it's really bad, like when there's truly not smoke is fire, when, 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 when a situation is wrong, that there's ethics walls in place that the right thing has to be done. And so as hard as it was to drop a thousand years worth of charges and and, and, and 500 felonies, they still made the tough decision. And so, you know, again, 
I don't want to oversimplify that. Had I not put my head down or had I not been lucky to have the relationships that I had along the way, had people not stepped up for me and, 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 and I remember like, like Landon, like Landon and I have a real funny story. God, if, if anybody's ever at an event and you see Landon and I, you gotta have Landon tell the story about the day before the raid, because I'd been mid transaction selling Bruno and, uh, Part of what was in Bruno was 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 a home warranty company, and um and and we didn't do much home warranty, but it, home warranty as a license it makes selling your business really complicated. And so I had called Landon the day before with my CPA, and I said, "Hey, Landon, I'm sitting here with my CPA, and you know I know we're mid transaction, but I got to figure out how I'm gonna. I'm not gonna sell the home warranty company. I got to figure out how we're gonna." either refund the people that are subscribed or what. And, and, uh, and Landon said, well, you know, you're sitting with your CPA. I'm a little uncomfortable. You know, I'm not the expert in how to handle home warranty. Lewis, I'll call you later. And he hung up abruptly. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is that? It's fucking weird. The guy always has the answer for everything. (laughs) And, uh, and the next day the raid happens and he calls me and he goes, Hey, Hey fucker. Hey, were you trying to set me up yesterday? And I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, what's going on? Why are there a hundred cops in your building? I said, dude, I don't have a fucking clue. I have no idea why these people are here. And frankly, back to the whole system comment, thank God we live in America because the system has checks and balances. And I'm not saying that, yes, fortunately, I had the ability to fight and defend myself. And But I absolutely see how the system is built in such a way that all, you know how the saying is innocent until proven guilty. And I don't mean that to mock it. I mean, just the the specific statement, innocent until proven guilty. What that means, what, what, what I come to realize and learn that meant in the system is you're innocent. You're on the fucking other side of the spectrum. The state has a significant burden of proof. Like the system is set as a jury of your peers to protect us because if 11 people, nine people, depending on the court, if, if nine, seven, nine, 11, 12, if, if 13 jurors all find that you are guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, then you're guilty. And so, and so you have all in, in the system, you have all the leverage. Well, what naturally happens in the court is all of the leverage in the court proceedings and in the investigation and in the claims is the state's leverage. And because you have such a burden at trial, because you have such a leverage pinch at trial, the whole way leading up to it, for the most part, you know, I don't want to say this in an overly characterized way, but the state can almost do whatever the fuck they want. Like, it's frankly scary as hell going through it. Like there's things in my case that 100 million percent shouldn't have happened. And the only reason that I was able to uncover the things that shouldn't have happened was because I was able to get it to a defensible point. But for the people in our country that don't have that ability, there is shit that happens in investigations and and, and at the state level, local prosecution and police departments that shouldn't happen. But because they've got such a burden to exceed at a trial, they get a lot of leeway. Judges shut it down. 
Like judges don't fuck around. Like I, I saw a Joe Rogan podcast with Elon Musk or something. There was a quote that came up from Elon Musk after like, I really trust the justice system. Thank you for the honorable judges. That's a fucking true statement. Judges don't fuck around, but yeah. not everything makes it in front of a judge. Only a judge. They've got so many cases. My judge had hundreds of cases. They see one tenth of 1% of what the state does. Everything that state does is outside of the purview of the judge and or the state or the local police department. And so they get away with, I don't want to use a bad euphemism. You probably could read between the lines what I was going to say there, but they get away with doing ultimately whatever they want to do. And, um, and it's just the way the system works. And, uh, and so, you know, I know what I went through scared the fuck out of love out of a lot of people. And frankly, rightfully so, because it is scary. And, uh, you know, so, but because, uh, because of what I did to get me there, you know, something, got, look, look, you don't, you can't face losing the rest of your life without a real spiritual approach. Like they basically walked in and told me the rest of my life is over. I'm not going to see my kids again. I might as well write off the family that I do have because I'm, 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 I'm gone forever. I'm going to be left behind and forgotten. And, uh, Fuck, man, when you have to face that reality or that potential, if you don't get spiritual, you're, <laughs> you're, you're dead. I, there, God, there. Really, there's things that happen to me through that process that, you know, maybe we'll get in today. Maybe we'll get in later as we roll out prime. But there's things that I went through that are extraordinarily spiritual that I can't even put into words. And like I said, I, I couldn't imagine being in your shoes. And, and even now, man, like you still got to dig your way back out of it. And that's some of the conversations that we've had. And, and obviously you got a good plan in place on, on how you're going to reestablish yourself. But I, you know, I, I still, you know, selfishly, man, I spent some nights kind of mad at you, dude, for a little bit, because I imagine I'm in the Everybody keeps saying, well, this guy's growing up just like Bruno. He's doing the same shit. And I still, you know, I, I'll be candid, man. I was like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, I actually, I'm like, you know, I thought it was kind of cool. Like we had the same kind of story, but a lot of people are like, oh, he's just another Bruno. And like, it was like, that's kind of fucked up to even say yeah. to anybody, even like to even use it like that towards you or even say it like, even like, oh, he's another Bruno. Like, dude, you don't even know the fucking story. So like, as it started unraveling, like, so I remember when I made that post, that was whatever, that was first glance. And I've had multiple conversations with you since then and, and landed and I, and I, I never got any bad vibe from you at all. Like when we met in Florida or when you came out to my shop or anything like that, and I had nothing but respect for you because I mean, obviously, everything that you you know behind the scenes of this industry, man. There's 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 very few people, and and if you ask, you know, in circles, right? I actually had a conversation. I was in a conversation with two people the other day, big names in the industry, and we said, let's rank. What are the who are the top five operators, right? And someone started ranking number two, number three, number four, number five. And we're like, well, who's number one? And they're like, well, it's fucking Lewis. Like Lewis is, you know, Lewis has got the mind for this industry that a lot of people will never will never have. Or, you know, if they do have it, they're not going to put the effort in that he has to, to get where he's at. Right. So I'm just excited, man. I'm just excited to to put the bullshit behind you, the stuff behind you and what you're about to do going forward. And, and I think that's what we're really excited about rolling out today is, is something that is going to move the, not only move your life forward where and get back to where you should be, right? Like you should be put up back on your pedestal because you are a badass operator and a badass, you know, badass, uh, uh entrepreneur in general, uh, but also move the industry forward. So, you know, you want to kind of, you want to kind of bring in, 
you know, what we got going on and, and what we're kind of yeah. what we're trying to put yeah, together. Track, so, I mean, yeah, let's, let, let's track that. Let's, so, 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 so let's talk about the operator thing for a sec, because I don't want to skim past it. Cause I listen, I appreciate the accolades and I appreciate the, 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 the commendation. Um, you know, you know, I thank God, like go again, going through that. And I wasn't a big God fair before. Um, but again, there's things that, that over the next, as I start doing my videos again, everybody keeps messaging me. When are your videos coming again? When are your videos yeah, coming again? Listen, someone, videos someone, are, someone commented too in the, in the feed. My, where, my, when, my, my videos are here, baby. And you're about to see them tons and tons and tons more again. And so, um, you know, again, I don't, I know I get that. I know I get that credit. I fucked up. Listen, you know, Ishmael as much. Listen, you've got, you've got a stigma that follows you. I got a stigma that follows me. Landon's got a stigma that follows him. Frankly, Ken's got a stigma that follows him. Ishmael's got a stigma that follows him. Ishmael, he's, you know, we, we've got a ton of differences, but one of the things he says to me probably every time we talk is he goes, Bruno, the goat, he goes, how did you fuck that up? And, uh, <laughs> and so like every time we talk, he's like, dude, like, you're the best, but how did you fuck that up? And I'm like, you know, man, the fucking dude, it's a fucking mess. Fuck you. <laughs> like, like, no, it's a fucking mess. It's truly like I sat there. Listen, I remember December 6, 2018. You know, I was hyper spiritual with my team, goal oriented, not spiritual that I became, but goal oriented with my team. We're like, listen, we're going to close our eyes. We're going to shut down the lights. We did the full weld and long prosperity plan. We're going to picture it. What does the day look like? What's the temperature on your skin? What is the taste in your mouth? Where are you sitting? What, what, what time of day it is? What day of the year? What do you want? And my fucking goal was not one goal, but I had 20 goals or so. But in that was within 24 months, have a hundred million dollar run rate business. And, and, and fuck, I mean, not connecting the dots, looking forward, connecting backwards. I participated in, you know, a, a multi-owner, uh, owner strategy exit recap. And, 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 and that run rate globally between all the owners ended up being nine figures, but it was like, be careful what the fuck you wish for. Right. And so I look back on that and say, fuck, I got that hundred million dollar goal, but maybe I should have added some more details. Maybe I should have <laughs> added some more color with what else I wanted to have happen instead of just this, this massive roll up opportunity. And so <clears throat> I go to the conversation with Ishmael all the time. He's like, how did you, Bruno, how did you fuck that up? And so like, yeah, I, I, I know, I know, you know, people talk about, operator skill sets. But the truth is the only reason I would think that a lot of guys, including yourself, because you, you have had to do it would have the skills that I have had they fucked it up that bad. Like I <laughs> fucked it up. And so like I had to put my head down and I had to walk in and lay off 80 people at once. I had to call all my vendors and tell them, Hey, I'm not going to be able to pay you for a while. I had to call all my fucking credit card companies and finance companies and say, Hey, I know there's a ton of noise around me, but please don't turn off my financing because if you do, I'm going to be out of business. And the 80 people that I got left out of 240, the 80 employees that I got left, I'm going to lose. 
I had to call my landlord and renegotiate my rent. I had to go on a 120 day plan with Goodman. I mean, listen, I had to get hyper strategic to stretch the cash. And Bruno went from 30 something million dollar run rate to seven or eight, but it was a fucking plummet. I mean, two weeks after the raid, I had, I think I had a sales force left of six or eight sales guys, 12 technicians. I'd lost a lot of employees, but I still had something. And we, we had a hyper popular brand with thousands of customers. And so my phones still rang off the hook. I remember employees that were there during the raid telling me the cops walked in, everybody hands up, everybody's saying, I don't want to make a joke about it, but this is kind of a funny story, <laughs> like hands up and the phone is ringing, ring, ring, ring. I had like 20 call center ranges, ring, ring, ring. And, and the CSRs came back to me after said like a collective funny story. One of the cops said, can somebody turn the fucking phone off? <laughs> the phone just kept ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. Oh, and ringing. And we had so much business. And again, back to Ishmael, I, it's imprinted on my brain. How did you fuck it up? But, you know, I had to get hyper strategic. And within two weeks after the raid, my sales guys had sold nothing. Like they were doing goose eggs all day, every day. And it got to a point after a couple weeks, I'm like, guys, we got to fucking, we, we have to continue to stay in business. Like you guys have to figure this out. And in, 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 in a lot of my operator skill set comes in being able to manufacture and create sales, being able to build the sales funnels, build a, build a revenue generating system, scale it. You know, once I took my talent with what Landon taught me seven years ago, it really created a, taught me business systems wise, really created this massive revenue generation model. And anybody, you know, that, 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 that comes across any of my strategies implemented. I mean, I, I get a lot of that notoriety and skills around, on, around how to generate revenue, but I'm going to my six sales guys, 12 technicians. I'm like, guys, you guys got to close some opportunities here. Like these are people calling us with broken air conditioning units. You got to sell some shit. And obviously their excuses were, well, what the fuck you want me to sell when the news is running your face and a hundred police officers rampant 24 seven, 90,000 shares. And so I said, well, listen, here's the deal. I can't afford to guarantee your guys pay the way that I've always guaranteed your guys pay if you're not selling stuff. So I'm going to go into the field for two weeks and everybody that I beat in sales no longer works here. And it's my first time back in the field selling since 2014. And my team, frankly, a lot of the core people that had stuck around had been with me since day one. And so they knew I can fucking sell some shit. And so, but they were like, man, do you still got it? Like you've been in the office for oh. five years. Can you really still go crawl around the attics and go sell some shit for the next two weeks? I went 17 for 17. And I'm sure my, some of my former employees are watching the stream. They'll back it up. Literally 17 for 17 with like $420,000 in sales. And they said, after that period, I, I, I fired all my sales guys. None of them beat me. I don't think anybody even <laughs> sold a job, maybe a couple. And, and I, what I actually ended up having to do to become resourceful was I had to have my installers start selling. I had to teach them sales. And my number one installer at the time, I taught him sales and, and he's better at sales today than I am. And he sells $11 million a year over the phone. And so like he is a, he's a beast, but outside of that, um, I had to become resourceful and, 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 and a lot of what the office said is, how are you out there before I fired the sales? Guys, what a lot of the feedback was, how are you out there selling? I said, guys, because sales, they're not buying 
they're not buying like what's on the paper. They're not buying the package you're presenting. They're buying you. And I don't yeah. fucking care that there's a hundred cops on the TV. If their shit is broken, it's fucking broken. And guess what? You know what I need? I need fucking sales. So I don't need you to be premium, super premium priced. I need you to move boxes, knock down packages, and 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 obviously convert to sales opportunities that are there. So you've got full leeway. I just need you to get in the house and close some deals because we got to keep cash flow rolling. And of course, everybody, so don't sell people shit they don't need. But with that one caveat, we had we had to have sales, otherwise we're not in business. And so and so, and so, and so like, like that is one of my firm beliefs around the revenue generation system is, is people are not calling and a lot of what prime's about is people are not calling you to hang out with the AC guy. They're calling you because their shit's broken and yeah. they're buying your transfer of belief that they have to do business with you. And I know it's a lot of what you teach. And frankly, you know, you've got your own stigma and I had to battle my relationship to your own stigma before I knew you. But around that, around around what I just went into, knowing what you are about transferring that certainty, the only person that I would ever put out there better than me at transferring that is you. And I haven't even participated in your full sales process. But I know just by I don't need to see your sales process to know just by how how you handle yourself around sales that you're truly one of the greats. And um, and I'm saying that we don't have to kiss each other on the podcast. But but but, but my point with that is, is that is that. Is that is that you don't need this big glorious process. You just have to make sure that you got to create a relationship, man. Like yeah, that's that, that's that, the key. That, that what they're buying is that belief, right? And so, and so, and so, but that but that's all based on Prime, right? As I box, Landon had Landon's had the vision for seven years since I met Landon. He's like one day. Lewis, I'm telling you, I'm going to create the Industry Association of Consolidated Standards. He's literally been saying that for seven you years. You sound just like him. Like him. Yeah, <laughs> you got his he voice. Has the ability to do it. And frankly, we're just all following him. I mean, you know, we get a lot of credit for you being great at what you do, me being great at what I do. But we're just following Landon's lead. I mean, he's the real expert. He's the real one that's done this multiple, well, multiple times. I mean, I'm just living in his shadow. And, uh, and I can only hope to do in 20 years what he's done. And so, you know, but, but that's what prime is, you know, as we package up my experience, your experience, Landon's finance and current ratio and, and KPI financial KPI, if we could just package all that up, man, we've got so much greatness for the whole industry. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what excited me the most, right? When we kind of all first came together and we started talking about this and, and, and I'm always looking at the big picture, right? Like I, you know, there's, there's people that live like in the now and there's in the future. And if I look at it, we want to make sure that we're pushing the industry forward there. And, and it's, it, cause it's almost unfair, right? To almost, to a lot of contractors are never going to have access to the stuff that we have access to. They're never going to know about these KPIs. They're never going to know about the process. And they're never going to know that unless there's someone that steps up and says, Hey, look at I'm going to give this not only just to the top guys, but I'm going to give this to the industry. And we're going to, and as an industry together, we're all going to get better. We're going to be able to grow. We're going to be able to, you know, exit our businesses for a massive amount of money. Because a lot of these people that are listening or talking or, or that you might even join Prime, realistically, they can work for the next 10, 20 years and they'll never sell that business for anything that that's really of value, if that makes sense. So I think yeah, that- I mean, what, look, it's, it's, it's the biggest, the biggest way that I can summarize what you just said, make it tangible- for people that own their business is, is, is most businesses in our space today, especially as I've 
spent my last three years living in this world because I wasn't from facing operating businesses. I was helping owners capitalize and exit their companies. Um, uh, the biggest thing is 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 just terms in in terms of exponential value. There is a proven blueprint that gets you to 12, 15, 18, 20 times multiples. There, there's a blueprint that gets you there. And in 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 private equity or debt facilitators or recapitalization companies or hedge funds, they're looking for a very specific model of a company to have to be worth those types of multiples, those exponential multiples, 12 times earnings, 15 times earnings, 18 times earnings, that's generation changing. And so they're looking for a very specific model in those deals. And so the best way I can summarize what you said, people being able to exit their business is, is not that their businesses aren't valuable. Of course, their businesses are valuable three, four, five times. You know, if it's yeah. a local transaction, multiples of three, four, five. But imagine if, you had the ability to have that 12, 15, 18 times model on the exact same footprint that you, without that knowledge, you would have otherwise been three, four, five multiple value. I mean, that's a tremendous spread. That's the difference of like my generation and my kids to like their kids and their kids and their kids, and then doing it again and then doing it again. And, and so, and so that's the biggest relationship that that, that we have the ability to package up and offer inside something like Einstein Prime, bringing all the groups together, is just capitalizing on the 20 years worth of goodwill that Landon spent really exploring and, and, and being, a, being a participant in perfecting that model that gets 15 times earnings because you, you're able to take a guy that was otherwise worth five times his profit and saying, okay, guess what? Because now you're running this more sophisticated model, you're worth 15 times profit. That's a big difference. That's the difference yeah. of being being worth, you know, on $2 million on the bottom. That's the difference between 10 and 30. I mean, $20 million spread is a significant, significant variance. And so, you know, as you're operating, Landon is still operating. I'm still participating in multiple operations. I've got 20 guys across the country. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, as we're participating and doing it. And frankly, it's some of the allure that Ishmael has in that, in that, in that he's out there doing it. Right. There's a lot of again, he's got a tremendous stigma that follows him. And so he's constantly he's constantly in a battle. But but although he's he's in that stigma, in that battle and he's out there doing it. Right. And so a lot of the allure yeah. that he gets is because he's out there doing it. And so where Einstein Prime ends up being a little different is is that is that it's not best practice. It doesn't compete with the traditional best practice groups in, in the sense that in the sense that. In the sense that it's like a next star, right? And I was talking to Travis earlier about it, and Travis is a super supporter of everybody. He just wants to see the industry do good. Travis Smith. Yeah, yeah, he's always. But he been said, a "What's good he said? He said, what's the difference between like what you guys are trying to do and next?" One? I'm like, "Well, next is just different. Like, like Einstein Prime isn't going to be best practice oriented driven, and next star does actually a pretty good job from what I hear on implementation of you know the best practices that they teach, but." What Einstein Prime truly has the ability to do for our industry, and I think is the big, hairy, audacious goal, is that we have the ability to create our own currency, right? And so what I mean by that, Industry Association and Consolidated Standards, the big vision is Einstein Prime, with, with that sophisticated, consolidated standards, having the ability to create its own currency, the best analogy I can give you is Goldman Sachs 
just bought Green Sky. Whether the transaction is public or not, yeah. But 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 Goldman Sachs is buying Green Sky, and they're doing it without any cash. They're doing it with all maybe some capital, but they're but the majority of transactions Goldman Sachs stock, right? And so that's they've got their own currency. That's how yeah. valuable Goldman Sachs is. And so what we have the ability to do, not you, me, Landon, can't do it ourselves. What we have the ability to do as an industry, as a consolidated group of standards, is the ability to create our own currency, become a part of something that's bigger and greater for the overall good of our companies. And if we can actually do that beyond education, beyond implementation, beyond Zoom trains, we have the ability to come together and align on a common set of operating principles then we have the ability to come together and create our own currency. And then the fucking sky's the limit. It's game over. Nobody's ever going to catch us. Private equity doesn't stand a chance in our space because we have the ability to do it from the operation, not from the money. The money comes. There's tons of money all over the fucking world. We have the ability to do it from the operation. And if we could do it from, we could create currency from the operation. We write our own check. You got to look at it like this too. And the the next stars and the other EGIAs and all this stuff is, is, they're kind of they're they're part of the process that they're old school, right? So I look at it like this, and one of the things I always talk about is how can we do this shit fucking fast, right? How do we how do we scale these businesses fast where we can exit fast too? Like I know a lot of the guys that I speak to in my in our generation, like me, you are the same age. We don't want to be in a business for 10, 20 years. We just don't want to do it. We might want to be in multiple businesses in that 10, 20 years, but we don't want to be in that same one. So the other thing inside these processes and, and practices that we're gonna teach inside Einstein Prime is how do we scale it fast? And make it profitable and make it a business that someone wants to buy, right? And how do those are the things that you've been able to see, right? Go, growing your business very fast. I've been able to scale my business fast. I fucked up. I've been able to real, realign my business and get it back in the right direction. Landon's been part of some of the biggest exits, right? So we're able to kind of see from the from a you know from a bird's eye view of the things that these companies can do very quickly and implement quickly, but we can also get it out to the masses faster, right? I'm not next hour might, you know, you're going to wait in line for next hour. No, we're going to be, we're going to be right at there in front of you live doing video well, listen, or Zoom trainings ever, or whatever. It, it's just a completely different. I don't even, I don't, the last thing, listen, I had the troubles I had because I invalidated everybody. I invalidated my competitors. I invalidated and invalidation by definition, by definition means made wrong. I made my competitors wrong because I had to be right. I made my employees wrong because I had to be right. I made my customers wrong because I had to be right. Like a lot of the reason Ken has gotten to such a elevated level in, in, in what I've learned from him is that because when people are upset, he takes that burden, whether it be employees, whether it be customers, he takes that on the chin and says, you know what, Victor, you're right. No matter what, Victor, you're right. Because the truth is, in Victor's eyes, he's right. And Ken yeah. can't ever convince him different. Because yeah. what Victor in his eyes is right about isn't his experience with Gettle, or Ken, or the company that he's dealing with. I don't want to use Gettle, because Gettle has only happy customers. But, but in that example, Victor's not mad at the service company. What Victor's mad at is himself for getting himself in that position. Or, yeah. or a memory of a prior service visit. And so there's no way in that scenario for Ken or the operator to ever convince Victor that he's wrong. You just got to make him right. And so that's what I did in that one specific scenario. I remember the customer that fucking blew my business wide open. But, but again, thank God he did it the way he did it because the way he did it ended up saving me three years later. But that customer, I remember him coming into my office and blackmailing me. He was illegally 
It was a complete like like the state came back and said they committed five felonies with what he did, but they never chased him. He was blackmailing me with 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 regulator like we all get like I see some of the fucking posts that are in the groups and they're like, I remember one couple months ago, a local politician told me that if I don't give him the discount because my guy fell through the ceiling, that he's going to write me to the county. That's fucking blackmail. Like this, that's yeah. the stuff that, that got rid of that got rid that, that, that created the case manufactured against me. Like, like that's the stuff that's illegal, hyper illegal, but you just can't win because why that customer is upset isn't because of your dynamic. He's really upset at himself for spending too much money, buying too fast, not shopping, or he's upset for some secondary memory that he's got in the past. And so you can't ever make that guy right. So you can't ever make that guy wrong because he's never going to be wrong. He's just going to be right. And so, and so, and so us, we have to be able to take that burden or that responsibility as owners to say, it was me. You're right. Lay it on me. I got the world's biggest shoulders. Dig it, drop it, I'll handle it. And then you just got to make them happy because it isn't you. Yes, yeah. you need to improve your policies, procedures, maybe do a little more training. You need to get to the bottom of what happened. But it isn't you. No matter how hard you try at scale, you're never going to have 100% customer satisfaction. You're never going to have 80% satisfaction. Yes, you're going to have 80% of the people leave you a five-star review or better. You're going to have an 8.6 NPS score or better. But that still means that there's 14 people out of 100 that aren't going to fucking recommend you. And yeah. no matter what, it isn't you. What you have to have that, frankly, is a part of Prime but saved me because Landon helped me get implemented way before he ever started helping me is that when you have a defect, when you have an unhappy customer, that you have the systems, processes, and controls that help you solve that before things blow up. And in my case, I wasn't afforded the opportunity to solve it before I blew up. But why I ended up getting out of the whole mess is because Landon helped me install early on third-party compliance calls. And so every job we sold, we had a third-party recording do a recorded call confirming that the customer was happy. They were comfortable buying the product. They asked them a question that said, Hey, so I see that you had some repair options today. Why did you decide to replace it versus repair it in your own words? And the customer says, well, you know, it didn't make any sense to spend $4,000 on the repairs today. I'd rather just replace it. And so those call recordings, nobody knew I had the state didn't know I had because the local government that manufactured the case against me with my competitor, by the way, but that local government didn't know I had these recordings. So these customers that came out of the woodwork, once the media bullets happened and said, oh, yeah, me too. Oh, you took advantage of me too. None of them realized that I had thousands, <laughs> and, thousands and thousands of these recorded calls. And, and, and eventually I'll release them like as time goes on for training exhibits. But that we had thousands and thousands of these calls where they're like, yep, 6.99% interest. Good. My payment's 181 April 2021 when my attorneys actually got the meetings with the state when they're like, OK, this is you just guys got you just guys got these these unhappy customers. Well, what do you have to say if I tell you I have all these people on a recorded call telling my client that they're happy? Like, well, it's probably something that we need to hear. And so July 2021, my attorneys showed the state those calls. And they're like, holy shit, how did the local government completely blow past these calls? And the truth is, they took them in the raid. They had the calls. They listened to them. They knew they existed, but they never gave them over. And so when I say the bad apples, they never gave them to the, to the statewide prosecution office. And so when the statewide prosecutors became aware of these calls, they're like, well, fuck, we got a problem here. And so, but the only, what saved my ass was fucking three, I guess not three years ago now, but five years ago, Landon said, hey, just so you know, 
we're installing this nationally. Whenever we have a sale, we've got a third party recorded call where we're confirming these customers are comfortable at the time of the transaction so that if they ever come back and say that they're unhappy later and we did it through a third party call center for a dollar a minute. But we had all the scripts. We had all the recorded calls and and had it not been for that conversation Landon had with me. But that's just one example of why Prime is so valuable for people, because you just as an owner, you'll never know all the secrets that the big boys use unless you get access to the information. And because Landon told me, hey, and, and frankly, Alan Crick told me too, when I went, went out to visit him at, bon, at Bonnie, when he was CEO of Bonnie, but, but they told me I got to get this call procedure implemented. And I did. And it saved my ass three years later. And it saved my ass because I had all the recorded calls. And so that's just like one caveat of how can Prime benefit me that you just, as an owner operator, you don't have the access to that level of sophistication or information. And it radically- well, transforms your business or saves your ass from hundreds of years in prison. Well, I think the other thing, right, with Prime is that you got access to Landon, right? Like Landon's been in this for 20 years. And, you know, every time I every time I have a conversation with them, I learn something new, which is kind of crazy. And and the thing with Landon, and he's not like us. He's not out, he's not outgoing. He's not gonna be the guy with the we're pumping his chest and shit. But uh the stuff that the guy the guy wants to we're gonna be we're gonna be rolling out at the Einstein Prime event is gonna be just you know stuff that these most people will never be able to get anywhere else at any other trade show or any any best practice group or anything like that is gonna be the real nuts and bolts behind some of these big organizations and the things that they put in place in these in these KPIs and these things and then all the controls they put in place. So I think that's what I'm most excited about is that everybody's gonna have an, an opportunity uh, to to learn all this stuff and not only just learn it, but learn it for one of the best guys to ever do it. And there's a reason why these big companies bring in Landon, right? He's like a hired gun because they know that he can take him to the home stretch of what needs to get done, right? Yeah, listen, Landon, Landon's kind of, we have this joke, internal inside joke and then Landon's become one of my best friends. And, uh, and, 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 and the joke is that he's, 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 I say it, he doesn't ever accept it, but that he's this kind of wizard behind the curtain because he, I don't, I think to this day, he's never done a podcast. The guy is the most care. He's like for being such a financial background based accountant, he's one of the most charismatic finance guys I know. And frankly, when he's, you know, when he's when he's out, he's he's just pretty smooth. But, but but we'll handle that for a different type of a meeting. But but Landon has so much charisma, and I don't think he's ever done a podcast. And so and so he's kind of put together this twenty year illustrious career of all these accolades, been a part of the biggest groups, been on stage, and you know the old school guys that know know what he was a part of. I don't got to name names and, and give, but he was a part of the early best practice groups. He was a part of the early platform rollups. He was the finance guy behind setting up the early valuation models for consolidation. And yeah, he spent his last 13 years <clears throat> in the operation building and doing, and then creating the, being a part of creating the, one of the largest exits ever. And, uh, <clears throat> and so and so, and so like when Landon's like, ah, I just don't want it to be hokey. You know, I, I, I want, I have this vision, like I'm not going to go out and, 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 and tout it. You know, it's been my vision for seven years that we can come together as an industry. I don't want it to be hokey and, and I don't want it to be salesy. Um, and frankly, you know, he tapped you on the sales side. He tapped me on the upside. You know, Landon knows more about the operational finance than frankly, anybody in our space. You know, he, he gets calls, he gets consultant calls from, uh, from like Bain capital, like to, to, to give the, to get, to give his opinion on, 
like on platform rollups. And so, 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 and so Landon has a tremendous, tremendous impact on our space. And for 20 years, he's never made a single offer. It's just all been free advice. Right. And so when we roll out prime with this beta group, we're doing it with the $500 zoom, but that's not because anybody wants to make any money. I mean, how many zoom tickets do you have to sell at $500 to make any real money? You got to sell a fuck ton of them. Right. It ain't about yeah. the zoom. It's specifically about having the commitment of bringing the industry specifically together and to be able to get inside Landon's head with what an aggregated consolidated industry looks like. And, um, and I'm just happy that, you know, he's my friend and that I'm able to be along for the ride as a part of the next roll up. Well, I'm excited. What I am excited about, man, is, is to see, see what happens to you next, man. I think that you have not only a bright future, but I think you're going to take, you know, take the top back, you know, come take your position back in this industry, man. I think that, I think that's the most exciting thing about this. And I think that I hope, you know, people that listen to the podcast, I hope they got some answers to some of the questions uh, that they have. Right. And, and, you know, a lot of times it's hard to, it's hard to really think of, you know, they always think negative until the, the guy that was behind it actually speaks up. So I'm, you know, I'm pretty excited that, you're able to get your story out there, be able to tell you your side of the story, which I know you've been really quiet. I mean, you, you're, you're like a real good creeper on, on, on social media for the last couple of years. I can creeping. see all this stuff. Oh, you're creeping, dude. It's fucking hilarious. Creeping. But, but on the back end, so we are rolling out Einstein prime. We are going to be having our first live event. Uh, we're going to be bringing some stuff, hopefully some stuff that, you know, you guys have never seen before and stuff that's going to help you grow, grow your business. Uh, scale your business, put all your operation stuff in place. There's going to be a lot of stuff. And I think one of, the, one of the things Landon said the other day, the five most important things that you need to implement inside your business to make it, uh, to make it, uh, make it valuable. Uh, when do, do you have the dates on that, Lewis? Yeah, it's March 19th. And look, you know, um, frankly, one of the things that's inspired me most as I've been creeping is, um, 19th. you know, not being, not, 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 not not being able to be a part of it you know i obviously had a lot of things that i had to get control of and clean up but, but of course you know i've stayed connected and and participating um but seeing you build your platform seeing ishmael build his platform, listen when the whole raid thing went down i, I know there was my group i think i had six thousand members at the time i know there was service science science had about two thousand members you know, I know you were just starting Absolute, or, or I think you had just gotten your first seven million dollars. Uh, yeah, you were yeah, I think I was. Yeah, I was about a year old at that time. Yeah, and 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 so, but 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 sitting creeping, I guess is the best analogy I can give you. Creeping on the groups, the last three years I've seen, and Landon pointed it out initially when we first came up with the Einstein Prime Vision, but I've kind of seen the four main groups of owners kind of come together and 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 be a little disparate right be be spread out not have consolidated ideologies and uh and i think that's a tremendously missed opportunity for the for the groups for the space you know there's really only one way to run your business there's a bunch of variables but there's really only one way to run your business for premium value whether it be to exit or to have it be sustainable that you can pass on your generations. The business really is not complicated. There's a very specific process that it has to be turned around in. That again, I learned from Ken Landon, but, but, but they're the experts. And so, and so seeing the groups 
kind of grow a lot, but in their own kind of odd shape and ways to me become such a missed opportunity that if we just came together, right. And I know you agree. And that's been a lot of the vision of combining groups, but if we actually just came together and did it in such a way that we were inclusive, not exclusive, that we were consolidated, not, you know, with a million different ways to run your company. Like if we actually get behind as an industry, a big vision that we have, we can't even consider the opportunities that we'll create for each other. And so, you know, the last three years have really opened my eyes because I've been a part of multiple, multiple, multiple transactions and recapitalizations. And I've seen behind the scenes to how the money comes into our space and it's just money, right? Yeah. The actual operation is what has the control, the actual operators, the guys that have the ability to run the system. And so if we just eliminate the ability for money to control and, and, and we, we consolidate operational standards, you know, as an industry, we take control. And so, and so for me, you know, I've got everything to thank this industry for. I mean, this industry, I created the mess I was in. How did you fuck it up? Bruno, how did you fuck it up? I still hear Ishmael rattle around my brain. But, <laughs> um, but I, I created that. But that opportunity, you know, you can't go through something like that without looking at it as an opportunity. The opportunity that I received going through that forced me to get out of the limelight forced me to face the things about the way that I am as an individual and change because nothing changes until you change. But when you change, everything changes and everything starts with your thought, but your thoughts are a result of your results. And so, you know, you, you don't get to change results until you change your thoughts. Your thoughts happen first and it happens inside your brain. Everything that's ever been created in this world happened as a thought, this table, this computer, somebody pictured it ever so perfectly in their brain before they ever got ever anything implemented. And so well, I, I feel like that's how, I, that's how I operate. Like a lot of people don't realize, like, I, I don't know if you have vision boards or not, but I'm, I'm big on vision boards and putting, putting ideas, you know, I've, I'm now I'm operating a lot of different businesses and doing a lot of different things, but I already had this stuff in my mind in the beginning. I already knew what I wanted. I just had to figure out a way to make it happen. And I feel like that's the, I think that's the power of, of me and you, you know, partnering on this as we both operate like that. Like we know how to make shit out of nothing. Like how do you, how do you make shit appear? How do you make things happen? And a lot of people don't have that ability. And I think that we're going to be able to do all this, put all this stuff together, create it. So these people have somewhere to go, that somewhere that's going to be just like, don't, hey, this they have the ability. They just don't have the picture, right? Yeah. Like I had the ability, you had the ability, but I didn't have the picture until fucking Landon showed it to me. And then when Landon showed it to me, I'm like, Oh, that's all I got to fucking do. All right. I'm going to fucking tick this, tie that, stretch this, sell that, put this here, put that there. And 90 days later, my company was making a million bucks on the bottom. And so, and so I mean, like, like having the picture back to your vision board thing, having the system, having the methodology, right? Again, I have that picture operationally, but going through my challenge, as Ken calls it, going through my challenge of facing all the regulator pressure forced me to learn how to fly in Travis Smith's world, 
fly the plane <laughs> without being able to see through the windshield, but using the avionics. And when you use the up-to-date avionics, as Travis Smith made a post, I'm creeping, Travis, but he made a comment the other day, it's better than flying off the computer system than flying out the fucking windshield. And so, and so my challenge forced me into a position to have to learn how to do that so that I can participate with 20 owners in their transactions. And, and that's the part that excites me because, because I have everything to thank for this space. But now, all the ability that I see between the groups and a lot of rising personalities and in micro influencers, micro influencers and influencers, is if they just had the clear picture as an industry, we can come together. And so, you know, that's the type of stuff I'm excited about. Well, I'm excited about it. We are going to make it happen. It's, it's happening March 19th. If you guys can see the feed on here, March 19th, you guys can sign up. It's only 500 bucks. And it's 500 bucks to hopefully change your business, change your vision, change your future. Well, listen, so and, and let me just touch on one thing. Landon says there, because I don't want to keep cutting you off mid-pitch, but I also want to make sure everybody knows we're not trying to sell them shit. Landon said something. He goes, I go, I'm like, he goes, what can we price it at so that it's worth it for people to show up, but but not so that it doesn't look like we're actually trying to sell them something. I'm like, well, look, the reality is our, our hard costs all in and investing in rolling out the platform is probably going to be 1,000 people, five 500 bucks. Lance at 500 bucks. That's like 20% of what the other events are charging that people are going to travel to. And he brought up a point that, you know, because his 20 year experience, I've only been to a few events, but in his 20 years experience, he says the toughest part about the event isn't getting to the event. The toughest part about the event isn't getting information that you're going to implement. The toughest part is leaving and going home and life taking over before you implement. And that kind of opened my eyes up why Zoom is just really so powerful in our space today and, and having the event on Zoom for 500 bucks because you're doing it from your business computer, from your office or from your home. So there's not the land that says life takes over. By the time you get home, you go to the event, you fly home Sunday, you're back in your office Monday, you haven't been there a week, you're putting out all the fires. By the time you actually turn around to be able to get any of the stuff implemented, it's another two, three weeks down the road and then you forgot half of it. Doing it this way, you literally have the opportunity to buy the $500 ticket right now because it's gonna there's limited seating, but it's only going to give you access to the beta prime group, right? And so that's where the value is. The value is in the beta prime group because once the event happens, March 19th, yes, it's two, two three months out, but it's specific to the summer season, right? So yeah. buy your ticket now so you get access to the group, but you also reserve your spot. Because what you're actually going to be able to do instead of traveling to an event is you're going to get the ticket, you're going to get the information, and you're going to start implementing. You can literally start implementing while you're watching the Zoom because you should be sitting well, in your fucking office on a Saturday. Well, doing the it. other the other thing, if you're if you're at an event, right, the guy's up on stage talking, you're not going to be. He's going to be telling a story or telling whatever it is. We're actually going to be doing live Q and A's inside of the Zoom, so you're going to be able to. We're going to be able to stop. We're gonna have time to be able to answer questions that you guys have to be able to kind of get that get the raw stuff out that you guys need to know so you can actually retain the information and understand what we mean by it too. So that was another reason why we wanted to do it on this format rather than having an event where there's just so much chaos and so many things going on, but we can actually, you know, break it down into the individual and then hopefully help you guys on a better scale. Yeah, we're excited, man. Thanks for having me, Victor. I know we touched very surface level my challenge. There's so many questions that people have had. And frankly, you know, had it been 
criminal litigation. There's a lot that I couldn't answer or talk about. Had it been only civil, man, I would have been talking like Grant Cardone. But 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 thankfully, it there was the the, the criminal litigation because it, it put me in a position where I actually had to take a step back and evaluate who I was, how I got there, and what business what business I needed to be in in that moment so that I can save myself, save my family, save my life. And so, you know, I'm going to start all the training videos again. It's all going to be part of Prime. You know, Landon's got so much glory to share. I know you've been whole, keeping the stage warm for everybody, rolling all your stuff out the last couple of years. And, uh, and uh, but there's going to be so much that comes up from my experiences, Landon's 20 years, and frankly, you kind of paving the way for us to be at this point. I mean, you kind of held the torch, you know, and, and, and I don't mean that in a, in a, in a, and again, an overly cocky, confident, glorified way. I mean, you literally like, 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 let's just call it for what it is. I think I'm speaking for the entire industry. When we talk about your hero event in Vegas, I think everybody, sure. You sold a lot of tickets and it was an expensive event, but I think everybody in the back of their mind was waiting for the fucking thing to blow up. And frankly, dude, 30 days out, I thought you were going to do it. I'm like, this fucking guy's with this whole Gene Slade debacle. And, and you know, Gene and I, I've got a history with him. I like Gene as a person. But but taking all the personalities out of it, 30 days out, you and Gene end up in this war. And I'm like, he's going to fucking blow it up. But, dude, you held it together. And I think you took the higher road and became the bigger man and, and frankly, held the torch all the way so that we could get to this point. And so thanks for doing that. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Like I said, you know, obviously we're going to be having these Zoom events. Obviously, I'm still having my live event. That's kind of be, that's the party event. Like, I, I, that's how I want it to be. Like, everyone's like, you know, what's the hero event? When I do have that event, that's that's the party event. Like, we're going to go celebrate after we make a fucking bunch of money. All the prime customers. Maximizing summer season. That's right. We're going to. Our goal on March is going to teach you guys how to maximize summer season, how to make the most possible profit during the summertime when obviously is the, the best time to make money. We're going to teach you how to do that. Then when we're done with it, we're going to have a big-ass party in October uh, back at the Hero event in Las Vegas, October 20th and 20 uh, through the 22nd. So, Lewis, like I said, I, it's been a pleasure having you on. And, you know, I feel blessed that you that I'm, you know, I got to, you know, bring the story out to everybody. And I, and I, and I feel humbled by it, too. Uh, I look up to you. I think you're, I think, like I said, I think you got a very bright future. I think that what we're about to do and help the, do for the industry is going to change a lot of people's lives. I'm excited for the partnership and I'm excited to see where we go. Uh, if you guys go to service Einstein's pro, or service Einstein prime.com, you guys can reserve your seat today. Uh, what's the group called so they can go ahead and join the, join the beta group. Yeah. Einstein prime, um, Einstein prime executives beta. I tagged it. I think it's tagged in your live stream. Yeah, maybe not. But but if not, we can go back and tag it. It's tagged in my post. You can search it Einstein Prime. If you search Einstein Prime, you'll see it. Um, obviously, you get beta access with the purchase of the ticket. And again, that's not to that's not to create any leverage. That's specifically so that we're building Einstein Prime out with Landon's procedures with people that are invested. And uh, and there's greatness to follow. I mean, fuck this literal one day zoom when i do my pricing the first thing we're gonna do is pricing i've seen people go back to my pricing video and comment people at it for years because i haven't been making videos and so for years now people have found my pricing video inside my group and and i've seen people talk about my pricing video that watching that one segment inside the zoom day march 19th that one segment or is literally going to make somebody six or seven figures more than they would have made summer season 
And so, you know, that's the minimum. Fuck. Then you take my pricing, your sales process, Landon's finance, our combined call by call KPIs, the shoulder season strategy 0.5. I mean, dude, it's going to be fucking game over. It is game over, man. Well, Lewis, it's been a pleasure. I know it's it's uh, getting late on you over on your end. I got to get home to the family, man. Like I said, we're just happy you we're we're happy you got out on everything, man. I think that I think that we got a bright future. And if anybody, you guys, like I said, go to serviceeinsteinprime.com, sign up for the event. If you guys have any questions, you guys can put them in the comments. I'm sure Lewis will start responding now that he's uh now that he's back, baby. So videos are coming. Uh Einstein, Einstein Prime. We're gonna be posting a lot of videos, a lot of different training, uh, a lot of stuff that that I do that Lewis does, and also that uh Landon's gonna be doing. So Thanks again. Thanks for you guys for tuning in to the Hero Podcast. Uh, episode number 12 has, has been great. Uh, you guys can also uh, re-listen to this on the Apple Store and also on Spotify. See you guys. Have a good night, Lewis. Thanks, Victor. Great to be here. Later, bro.